You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 128. In today's special bonus episode, I'm sharing with you how I cured my fear of flying. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now with over 800,000 downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, everybody? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Mind Your Business Podcast, where we talk to business owners and online entrepreneurs about how to create more success, more abundance, more happiness in your life, starting from the inside out. Today is a very special bonus episode. I'm actually coming to you on the road again. There's been a lot of those on the road episodes this year, hasn't there? I am here in New York City, baby! Oh, I love it. So I am here at the Standard Hotel in the East Village. We have this amazing room, like on the top floor, and we have like a 180-degree view of Manhattan. I'm right in front of me right now is the financial district. Uh, I can see everything. Empire State Building all the way down to the Freedom Tower. I mean, it's so I love this place. I love it. It gets me so excited. And so there's so much energy here. And man, you know, if, if you've never been to New York or you haven't been in a while or, or even if you have, find an excuse just to come out here for a few days, maybe to like work on a project, like get just get a hotel or an Airbnb and lock yourself in there. That's, that's actually like one of my favorite things to do. And you know, if you've been listening for a while, Chelsea and I, my wife and I did five weeks out here and we stayed in a, a like an Airbnb type place apartment for about five weeks. And it was it was just so amazing. And that's where we just, you know, get so much creative work done. I'm actually here for my mastermind. This will be our last retreat of the year. It's going to be a good one. And New York is just the perfect place to do it, isn't it? So speaking of which, I spoke on stage. I might have mentioned that earlier at Jeff Walker's launch con event, thousand people. And one of the things I ended my presentation with was sharing how many times I've traveled this year. And at the time it was 13. Now it'll be 14. That's crazy. We love traveling. You know, some of it's for the retreats that we're doing out on the East Coast, but a lot of it is like just play and fun and, you know, what we call workations. But something I don't think I've told too many people, I may have mentioned it here. If it is, it's been a while, but I have an awful fear of flying. And it's really silly, but I'm, you know, have no problem admitting it. I'm not perfect by any means, but I have this awful fear of flying. And so does Chelsea. So we are just a mess on the planes. We're like both holding each other's hands, like white knuckling it with like the slightest bit of turbulence. And it doesn't make it any easier when the person next to you that you love is just as scared or worse than you. And I wanted to do this bonus episode today because I've 100% cured my fear of flying. I no longer have a fear of flying. And if you're listening to this going, well, I don't care because I don't have a fear of flying. I want to encourage you to stick around because there's a deeper lesson here, a much, much deeper lesson that has nothing to do with fear of flying that I think will help everybody on this call. It is relevant to everyone here who has ever had a fear of anything in their lives, who's ever worried about anything, who's ever experienced anxiety, okay? Because I'm not a person that, that has a lot of worry in my life, but this moment I get in that plane, 
boom, right? And, you know, look, I get it. I've been told this many times, like, oh, that's like control issues. Like, yeah, you, there's a sense of loss of control massively when you're in this fuselage flying through the air at hundreds of miles an hour and you're just in the back. So I get it. And then there's the logical arguments. I mean, I have sat next to pilots on a plane and talked to them. I took a cab ride from the airport to my hotel in Washington, D.C. with a flight attendant and talked to her. And she, you know, I remember her saying, this is years ago, like, listen, planes just don't drop out of the sky, right? I've had people tell me the statistics that you're more likely to, what was it like, get struck by lightning than to die in a plane crash, okay? People could give me all these logical reasons, but... I was still afraid. I even had our good friend, and she's a she's been a guest on the podcast. Melanie Bundock gave me fantastic tapping session for helping with the fear of flying. And what I found with the tapping, because I love tapping, is it gave me something to do when I felt the fear, but I was still feeling the fear. So it was like that kind of like subdued the fear a little bit, but I was still having the fear. So it was like to me, it was still addressing the symptom. And helping with that, it's like if you have a headache because you're dehydrated and you take an Advil, it's like, oh, the pain went away, but, you know, I'm still dehydrated and I should probably drink some water. So I wasn't getting to the source of it. And maybe I'm still not, but I want to kind of share how this happened and why this is relevant to you, even if you're like, I don't fly or I don't have a fear of flying. So this all happened on my trip home from Sedona, Arizona. A couple weeks ago, I was there for a couple of days with my good buddy, Brandon Lucero. And I was reading a book. And the book I'm going to really recommend, it's by Richard Dotz, and it's called Dissolve the Problem. Dissolve the Problem by Shifting Physical Reality by Richard Dotz. Fantastic book. In fact, I'm reading all of this. I'm devouring all of his books. I think he's got like 20 books out there or something, more than I can count. And I'm just devouring all of them right now. Pick them up, grab them, read them. Holy cow. And then like I'm probably going to see like i don't know anything about this gentleman this author but i'm going to see if i can find a way i'm just going to put it out there babe ruth style like this guy's still alive and living which i'm assuming right now he is we'll get him on the podcast because i'm just loving his stuff anyways one of the things in the books that he talks about are these four levels of problems and this is the first thing i want to start with you this is really cool he says you know he started out in his life where at a very early age you know probably observing parents adults, people around him, he made this conclusion in his mind that life is simply a series of problems. Problem, solution, problem, solution. You get it. On and on and on. And so at a very young age, he had this first level of awareness in regards to problems, that life will always have these cascading series of events that is a problem, and then you solve it, and then you get another problem. I mean, we see that everywhere. You Even in, in, in the way movies are made and screenplays are written, it's everything is a conflict resolution, right? You look at the news, they report the problems, right? You look at your own life, uh, you look at people around you, everyone's talking about their problems and then they go solve it so that they can go have another problem, right? So it's very logical and, and that's where most people stay. But the author, you know, starts to go onto a personal development journey and he starts to realize that there's another level of problem awareness, let's call it that. And it's at the second level, he starts to realize that money starts to solve a lot of problems. You know, look, I'm a big fan of saying, you know, money won't make you happy. Money can't buy you happiness, you know. Beatles agree with the same thing. Money can't buy you love or happiness. But it can solve a lot of problems. I remember some of my good friends 
who are from New York, telling me the story where they were in their New York apartment and in two hours they had a webinar, live webinar with like hundreds of people. And the apartment next door was doing construction and no one told them. So there's banging and jackhammering and like, you know, like chiseling the cement. It's like shaking the apartment and they're about to do a webinar. And they're like, okay, this could be a big problem. You know what they did? They just got a hotel room down the street. It was like $400. They got a hotel room. They did the webinar and they left. It was fine. And so this is exactly what he talks about in the book. He says, most problems, not all, but most problems become a small inconvenience to those with a lot of money or those with money, right? That these individuals in the story I just told you had a bit of a problem like, oh, crap, we're going to do a webinar, and we can't even hear ourselves think. This is going to be awful. And they said, hey, we'll just get in a hotel room. It's fine. And I've seen that a lot in my, in my life, that, you know, if I don't like flying, I, well, at least I'll get first class, or I'll get that extra room on JetBlue, right? Get a little bit more comfort. And so big problems become minor inconveniences. So this is the second level. And I really, you know, that's, that's cool. But he didn't stop there. And that's when he started to find spiritual principles, you know, which we talk a lot about on this, on this show. And he started to notice that spiritual principles can solve problems. And in fact, there's a Wayne Dyer quote that he references. It says, there's a spiritual solution to every single problem. I like that. And that's really what I try and bring to the show here. But what makes this book so great is that the author, Richard Dotz, doesn't stop there. He takes us to another level. He takes us to the fourth stage where there are no problems. Oh, remember that scene from the Matrix where Neo's in the room waiting to see the Oracle and there's all those weird kids moving objects and he sees the kid bend the spoon and the kid says something along the lines of, he says, the trick to bending the spoon is to realize the simple truth that there is no spoon. And then boom, he can bend it. And that's exactly what is going on here at the fourth stage of awareness we operate from a place that there is no problem that life is perfect complete whole just the way it is now what does any of this have to do with my fear of flying. We're going to get to that in a moment, I promise. I promise, but I love this. I freaking love this, right? And that's, you know, easy for you to say, James. So this is a really big problem. And so, you know, maybe we'll do a longer episode really diving into this. But I mean, man, if you can start getting this right now and he, and he goes into goes into great detail, the whole book is about how we can just, I think he uses an analogy of like, when you have your problem, you just put it at the doorstep and you keep going. You know, there's that phrase I've said before, you've probably heard it before, what you resist persists, right? What you put energy into, you keep, you make it real, you make it persist. So the more we talk about the problem, the more we label it a problem, the more we try and solve the problem, the more it persists, the more it has to fight back. Whereas the best way to deal with problems is to, the only way, ultimately, is to dissolve them by taking your attention or awareness away from the problem. 
I've seen this so many times in my life where the where you're at when you're in the problem, that level of consciousness is so much lower when you're in the problem versus when you're in the solution. And Albert Einstein said it. This is a quote in the book as well that he references. The problems of our world cannot be solved by the same level of consciousness that created it. So grab the book. If you're going through a problem right now in your life, you know, we all put admit like, yeah, this is a problem, right? There's something going on, right? Here's, you know, the best advice I have is go read the book. The second thing I'd say is whatever feelings you're feeling, anger, worry, fear, doubt, whatever. A great thing that I, I've done, and I think it works, is just go ahead and express all those emotions. Just go all out. If you're angry, freaking just get it out. If you're worried, just say it. And, and if you have someone you can talk to, you know, someone that loves you and, and is ideally not a part of this problem, like they have a little bit more detachment, a little bit more separation from it, and just kind of preface, like, I just need to express this and just get it all out. But what you have to do is you have to make a decision that once you express this emotion, you're done. You got it all out because it's not about suppressing it. And it's also not about shaming yourself either for feeling this way or having these thoughts. Get it all out and then make a decision that you've expressed it and that this thing is no longer a problem and you're focused on the solution. And the book will help you more with that. But why this was all relevant was because this is the book that I was reading on the plane. And one of the big things he talks about is worrying. So we talk about things like manifestation, law of attraction, you know, visualizing, you know, manifesting, all that cool stuff. And what we kind of don't mention is that, well, number one, you're doing that all the time. Where your thoughts are right now, how you're feeling, the dominant vibration of your internal state right now is attracting something to you in your life it's just like gravity it's whether you believe in it or not whether you're thinking about it or not gravity is still working 24 hours a day seven days a week you would know the minute it stops working okay obviously there's a delay and a lag effect here so our brains don't necessarily notice it all the time so worrying is in that same camp worrying is about putting your energy your emotion your thoughts on a situation that you think is going to happen and by worrying, chances are you're actually bringing that worst case scenario, that thing that you're worrying about happening. Oh my goodness, what if this happens? You're actually bringing that more into being. That's why I say it's great to just like get all that emotion out and then cut the worrying. So, you know, this is a big thing, this whole concept of worrying. I think we all worry, right? We're doing that first webinar. What if no one shows up? What if no one buys? What if they hate me, right? That's worry, 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 worry. And here's the thing. What use does it have? What is worrying actually doing for us? And you get to that end of that webinar, you accomplish that thing. Did you ever say, oh, I'm so glad I worried about that. I only got this result. I'm only successful because I worried enough, right? And a lot of times you say like, I'm so glad I, you know, practiced enough or I prepared enough or I did those action items. But do we ever get to the end of the finish line? We're happy, accomplished and successful and say like, it was, I want to thank my parents, I want to thank the dedication I had to worrying, right? And do you ever not accomplish something? Like it was a failure, it didn't work out, and you go, yeah, it's because I just didn't worry enough. If I would have only worried more, right? So this thing of worrying isn't doing anything of good. It's not 
getting us to a result. And we know this, but we don't know it, right? It's like, yeah, it makes sense logically, but but then why are we doing it? Why are we doing it? But I do believe that it is doing something. It's it's increasing the chances of that worst case scenario, that very thing that we fear is coming into our life, right? But again, I think worrying is this natural, like default human mechanism. If you're not being diligent and responsible about where you focus your thoughts and your attention. So it's not about beating yourself up for it because you worry, but just about noticing and understanding that you can shift it. And that's exactly what happened on this plane. Okay, so this is how I bring this full circle. We are on the plane ride home from Sedona or from Phoenix Airport. And on takeoff, I'm reading this book and the turbulence picks up. And I just remember trying to read the same line over and over and over again. And it was exactly this line about worrying. And I couldn't read the line because I was worried so much that the plane's going to go down and it keeps shaking that I'm trying to read the line over and over again. And finally, it just like clicks, like something just fell into place. And I, sh- I should have recorded this episode like in the plane because I'm never going to be able to like get that feeling fully again and express it to you guys. But something just clicked. The futility, the uselessness of all of that worrying that I had and actually thinking or believing that it was in some way helping me, that it was in some way preventing this loss of control or preventing something bad from happening on the plane. And I just made a decision. I just said, I don't need to worry. So if you look at these problems, and this is what Richard talks about in the book, he says, if you look at these problems that do exist in your life, most of the time, whatever this quote-unquote problem is, you only need to deal with it for a few minutes at a time. Like if it's no money in the bank account, well, you only need to deal with that when you need to buy something or when you go to the bank or you pay your bills. That's like a couple of hours of your life in a month. But how much of our time is spent consumed in worry, fear, and anxiety? The rest of the day, right? But it's only in those few moments that we actually need to address the problem or, you know, do something that's relevant to that quote-unquote problem. And that's when I realized, like, how silly it was to be worrying. That whether I worried or not, my fate was already sealed in that airplane. There's nothing else that I could do. And that was extremely freeing for me. Extremely freeing. I'm already in that plane. And worrying is not pleasant. No one enjoys the feeling of worrying. It doesn't feel good. That's what clicked. I said, whatever's going to happen is going to happen in this plane. I get to choose. Am I going to feel good? Am I going to be in a place where I can actually read my book? Or am I going to be so scared that I can't even concentrate for two hours? I'm going to be so on edge that I can't even think straight. That's a choice that we all have in every moment. And I'm glad to report that I've been on two additional trips. I went to Dallas the next week, and now I'm in New York. Nothing. It's like miraculous, but at the same time, it's like brushing your teeth. <laughs> you know, there's there's so much just like simplicity in it. And I know some people who are, you know, like fly a lot and you're like, yeah, James, is, it's just flying. It's called turbulence. It's normal. But hopefully you'll see how my story can relate to anything that you're going through in your life where you find yourself worrying 
constantly. You don't have to. Thank you so much for tuning in to this special bonus Wednesday episode. I hope you got a ton of value out of this message today, and I hope you continue to live worry-free. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you in the next episode. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.